כן, אז אנחנו קוראים בכתבי בעל הסולם, בספר, במאמר פתיחה כוללת. We're reading the article, the general introduction, maybe a few words. You probably all heard that there is the book, The Tree of Life, that the Ari wrote. It's not the Ari that wrote it. The Ari didn't write anything. He taught his friends, his students, and one of his students, Rav Chaim Vital, collected all his writings, all his notes that he wrote during the lesson and put together the book from it called The Tree of Life, that which the Creator, what the Ari taught them, the wisdom of Kabbalah. And this this book does exist, but it's not simple. We learn it, but we need to learn a few other things before we study the book itself. Therefore, Barasulam wrote several articles in order to prepare the people who are interested to understand the Ari better, how they need to look at the world, at life, at themselves, at the wisdom of Kabbalah, and all nature in general. Therefore, one of his articles to understand the book, The Tree of Life, he called the General Preface. That's why he writes General Preface to those that are proficient in the Tree of Life and to everyone also, as in first learn, then comprehend. Meaning, this General Preface on one hand, is for those that are, who really know, understand, are proficient with the Tree of Life book. And he says that it's also for anyone, for everyone. It's a little not clear how this happens. How can it be on one hand to only those who are proficient to treat with the Tree of Life? And on the other hand, it's worth, it's good for everyone. And also, in a way that first we learn, we have to study it and fill ourselves, and later then we will comprehend it, we'll understand it. This is how he starts the title or the opening of the general preface, and we will ask Gilad to read for us. Item 1. Our sages said, there's not a blade of grass below that does not have angel above that strikes it and tells it, grow. This seems pretty perplexing for why would the Creator trouble an angel from above with striking and nursing a tiny insignificant blade of grass? It's written, you don't even have a a grass blade below that's growing if there's no force upon it. Angel is called a force that manages this weed this upon every atom, every molecule, moreover something that's growing, that's vegetative. And this all happens by the Creator who's managing all of creation until the last detail. Yet this saying is one of creation's secrets 
that are too long to interpret. This is so because the heart of the infinitely wise wishes to reveal a portion and conceal two portions with their golden allegories as they are wary of revealing the Torah to an unworthy disciple. There's a problem here. To open the wisdom for everyone, it's like at home, we have to watch over our little child so he doesn't touch something, so he can't you know, mess with something, because he can harm himself, also himself and also others. It's the same with the wisdom of Kabbalah. If it touches the upper force, then we need to distance it somehow from those that can, how should we say this? That can harm. Because they can harm themselves and they can harm the whole world. If it's such an immense force in the wisdom of Kabbalah, as it's written, yes? It is for this reason that our sages said that one does not learn from legends as legends are sealed, locked before the masses and are revealed only to a chosen few in the generation. And we also find in the book of Zohar that Rajbi instructed Rabbi Abba to write the secrets because he knew how to reveal with intimation. See in the Idra, where it is written that for each secret that Rajbi disclosed in the wisdom, he would cry and say, because it was sad for him on both sides, woe if I tell, if I don't reveal the secrets of the Torah, it will keep it also from the true sages, those who are fearful of the Creator. And if I don't reveal them, then simple people would fail in them that won't understand the root of the matters and will move and transgress. Meaning there's a problem with writing a book in Kabbalah and to write them in such a way that it will be suitable for people. First of all, in every generation, there's a level that these books are opening up a little more and more. Secondly, a person that opens this book doesn't know how to read. We need everything to be explained to him. Third, he can maybe connect to upper forces and by that harm the whole world. Meaning, there needs to be a, a great sage, a wise a person that can write these books such that they will help people and not corrupt them, especially those that are not ready for it. Hence, Rashbi chose Rabbi Abba to write his wisdom in intimation to arrange matters such that they will be arranged to the extent in which those who are worthy of understanding them will be able to and will be covered and concealed to those that are not worthy of understanding them. Meaning, with Rashbi, 
Rabbi Shimon, who wrote the book of Zohar, there were students, and amongst them there was one student called Abba. And he could write in such a way that those who are capable of understanding it so they would see it and those that are not capable of understanding and because they can't use it correctly this then they don't see let's say they just see and he really writes about the order of the operation of the spiritual forces, how we can operate them and change the world in such a way. But they're looking at it like little children, let's say. And, and they can see that there's nothing really special here. It's much more complex than what I'm saying, but this is how Rabbi Abba knew how to write. Where simple people don't see things that are exactly other than the story. And people who feel it in depth understand that we're talking about the foundations of nature. Yes, uh, Rav, so we need to hide these two qualities, but it's hidden anyway to the person. Anyway, you don't understand anything, even if you write it directly. No, there are nevertheless such states in which a person needs to be as distanced as possible, as much as possible from spiritual forces, nevertheless. And Kabbalists, for thousands of years, took care of this, and that's why our world exists. And therefore, people want to blow up the whole world and uh, to get spiritual forces into the their hands. But let's say we are organization that's not considered that they're opened up. That's not considered that they're disclosed. It's open, but no one sees it. So it's not considered that they opened it. It's because the Kabbalists concealed and wrote it in such a way that you have no chance to understand truly what they wrote. So they concealed it. What does it mean that they concealed it uh, with certain forces? They concealed it. It's not just about in the text. What does it mean they concealed it? They write about spiritual things in a certain style with words. Just like you're sitting with your wife and talking about He's looking at you and he doesn't understand what you're talking about. But you understand one another. That's clear to you. These are things that everyone uses. 
הלאה. וזה שאמר שיודע רבי אבא לגלות ברזה. This is what he said that Rabbi Abba knows how to reveal in concealment that is even though he reveals nevertheless it remains concealed towards one who is not worthy indeed they promised to us in the Zohar that this wisdom is destined to be completely revealed at the end of days even to little ones they also said that with this composition the children of Israel would be redeemed from the exile meaning that with the appearance of the wisdom of truth, Israel will be rewarded with complete redemption. And also we see in the words of the Zohar, and the, that the words of the Zohar and the hidden secrets in the wisdom of truth are being gradually revealed, generation by generation, until we will be rewarded with revealing all of this wisdom, and at that time we will be rewarded with complete redemption. You understand that a person who's in spirituality, he becomes as a pipeline for the upper light to appear. And if he's not cautious, and if he allows himself to pass through some light to some person in this world, then that person feels like a blow, like a, like a shock. It's like an electric shock. And this is something we need to be careful about. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. I never saw you on such a degree as I saw you today. How to be worthy of uh, this state that uh, Rabbi Shimon includes himself in everything? How to be worthy of the degree of Rabbi Shimon? Continue with us and everything will work out. We will come to degrees that both Rabbi Abba and even Rabbi Shimon and more and more all the way to the upper force. To want revelation and to want to bestow, can you maybe uh, draw this uh, boundary about how these two desires are different? I didn't understand what he said exactly. It is written here in the article that people will be worthy of uh, revelation. So, how to reveal this uh, desire? We're not capable ourselves because to rid ourselves from our ego, we're not capable of wanting. We just have to see that 
He is trying to pass to us light, and by this light we will emerge from our will to receive. We ourselves are not capable. Our will to receive is our life. It's the only thing we exist in. Okay? Eli. All right. Eli. Two, three questions, no more. We need to advance. PT6. Why to hide the wisdom of Kabbalah if it's a science that is closer to the person, it's the purpose of his life? They concealed because people were in such states then that they couldn't use the wisdom itself correctly. Next. A few groups are asking, how is it possible to harm the world and what will protect us from harming it? That we don't know yet either. But we could harm by, let's say, confusing the friends and in place of advancing to reveal the Creator according to the laws of equivalence of form, they will begin to play with all kinds of other things. You see how many people in the world think about religion, about all kinds of psychologies and all kinds of things. They're looking for the Creator in all the forms. And what do they have? Only thousands of confused years. That's why we need to to protect what the Kabbalists say exactly, and this is how we will advance and reveal soon. Okay. Well, Gilad. To clarify the text with which we began, we shall first explain the verse in a famous book of uh, the famous uh, verse in the book of creation where it is written about the tense of Yerot being 10 and not 9, 10 and not 11. Most of the interpreters have already examined it, but we will explain it our own way. So matters will be revealed to all who seek the word of the Creator. It is known that the ten sefirot are called Keter Chochma, Bina, Chesed Gevua, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, Malchut. It is written in the Ari's Gate to Introductions, in the section Hadat, that they are actually five Bechinot phases. Keter, Chochma, Bina, Zeranpin, and Malchut. But Zeranpin incorporates six sefirot, Chagat, Mehi. I have written at length about the ten sefirot within this composition. So here I would briefly say that in this general preface, I wish to give the student a true and general knowledge of the majority of this expansive wisdom and true orientation in the style of study in the book, The Tree of Life. Most students fail to understand the matters since the spiritual concepts are above time and above place but they are expressed in corporeal terms, pictured 
and set in places and times. Meaning he's saying that there's a big problem here in bringing the book, The Tree of Life, which is actually what he collected from the Ari writings and the writings that he wrote himself, Rav Chaim Vital, the Ari student, and therefore what happens to him is that he needs to now put forth introductions, prefaces, and ways in which to effort and enter into the book. Yes. Additionally, no order for beginners is arranged in this wisdom in the writings of the Ari. The books were composed by the holy words that he would say before his students day by day, and the students themselves were proficient in the wisdom of truth. Hence, there is no text, long or short, in all the books that were composed, which does not require true proficiency in all of the wisdom in general. Therefore, the students grow weary and cannot connect matters altogether. Thus, I have come out with this preface to connect the matters and the foundation of the wisdom in a concise manner so it will be readily available to the student with every article he may wish to study in the writings of the Ari. And for this reason, I do not elaborate or interpret each matter to the fullest, for this will be clarified within my composition. Instead, I summarize sufficiently for my purpose. And our sages said, first, learn, then, comprehend. Meaning he wants to put forth a a preface before this book, so that everyone will understand and prepare themselves for to understand the Ari's book and have it understood sufficiently and clear what the Ari is opening, because the Ari opens the whole foundation of creation, the actual nucleus of it. And that's why it's so important. There are no questions, so we'll continue. The Ari taught us that the ten spirot, Kachab, Hagat, Nehim, are actually five phases, Kachab, Zeranpin, and Malchut. This is the meaning of the four-letter name, Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. The tip of the Yud is Keter, Yod is Chochmah, Hey is Binah, Vav is Zeranpin, including six Sefirot Chagat Nehim, and the last He is Malchut. You should know that the letters and the Sefirot are one thing, but following the rule that no light expands 
without a vessel, when we speak of both of them together, that is, when the light is clothed in a kli, a vessel, they are called sefirot. And when we speak of the vessels alone, they are called letters. It is written about the light that the white in the book of Torah implies the light. And the black in the book of Torah, meaning the letters, imply the vessels. This means, as the Ramban Nachmanidas interprets concerning the maker of light and the creator of darkness, that the matter of eliciting existence from absence is called the creator, since it is an innovation, something that did not exist prior to its creation. And in the light, and all the delight and pleasure included in the light, it's not something new and something that is existence from absence, but rather existence from existence. For the light and all the abundance are already included in his essence. For this reason, it is said, the maker of light. For it is not a matter of creation, but a matter of making, forming. That is, forming the light in a way that the dwellers below can receive it. But the darkness is an innovation that was gen- uh, something new that was innovated with creation, existence from absence, meaning it is not included in the Creator's essence. This is why it is said, and the Creator of darkness. But the darkness is the real opposite from the light. Hence, we should understand how darkness can be extended from the light. In Panim Masbirot, a welcoming face, branch one, I elaborated on this point, and here I shall only stroll through it. It is known that it is written in the Zohar that the purpose of creation is to delight his creations, since it is the conduct of the good to do good. Clearly, every desire in him is a mandatory law for the created beings. It follows that since the Creator contemplated delighting His creations, a mandatory nature of wanting to receive His pleasure was immediately imprinted in the created beings. There is the great desire to receive the Creator's abundance. Know that this craving is called a kli, vessel, with respect to its root. For this reason, Kabbalists have said that there is no light without a vessel. Since the will to receive, incorporated in each emanated being and created being, is the vessel, and it is also the full measure of the light. In other words, it receives precisely the measure that it wants, no more and no less, since there is no coercion in spirituality. And even in corporeal beings, it is not from the side of Kedusha. Holiness. Clearly, the vessel's form is different than the light. This is why it is called a vessel 
and not light. But we need to understand the meaning of this disparity of form. Indeed, the will to receive for oneself is a great disparity of form. Since this form does not apply to the emanator whatsoever, as from whom would he receive? Rather, it has been initiated now in the first emanated being by way of existence from absence, so that in it there is a will to receive from the cause of causes. Continue, we're almost done with it. This clarifies what is written in the Zohar that the upper Keter is darkness compared to the cause of causes. They are referring to the will to receive incorporated in the first emanated being, and they call this change of form darkness, since it does not exist in the emanator. For this reason, it is the root of darkness, which is the black color compared to the light, and is opposite from it. It has been explained in Panimas Virot that as corporeal things are separated from one another by an X and a hammer, the spirituals are separated from one another by the disparity of form between them. When the disparity of form increases to the point of oppositeness from one end to the other, complete separation is created between them. For this reason, it has been explained there that the form of the will to receive is immediately incorporated in all of the light that expands from him but only as a hidden potential force. This hidden force is revealed to the emanated being only when the emanated being intensifies his desire to want additional abundance, more than the measure that has expanded into it by the emanator. For example, when food is when food is tasty, one's desire for more food increases more than one's eating. Hence, after the emanated being increases his desire to draw additional abundance, more than the measure of its expansion, the actual vessel of reception is revealed in actuality. And the thing is that because this disparity, this uh, different form does not apply to the emanator, but only to the emanated being, hence it is completed only by the awakening of the emanated being and understand this thoroughly. Meaning, what can we say? Until there's an additional desire in the emanated from the creator. He's not called an emanated yet. He's still under the control of the upper. But if I have an addition and I want more than that, addition relates to the emanated and that's how he begins to exist. That is what we so far read. And we will continue tomorrow.
I would recommend, I would suggest, I wish for you, I promise you that you will enjoy this preface. It arranges for us the inner vessels very deep. And we will begin to relate more correctly, more directly towards the upper force, the upper light, the creator, and how we're managed by these lights and stabilized, established, and arranged. So until tomorrow, good luck. Thank you very much, Rav, and we'll finish with Anigun. Yeah.